Hello and welcome to a very special episode Wait, of the really? Tick and Pluto podcast yeah. uh, experience. <laughs> this is, um, I'm, I was trying to merge the names. Give me a break. No, it was, it was, it was Pluto going, like, really? Yeah. Because he talked over them. Oh. I was like, yeah, really special. But then you just kept talking about oh. Well, they can hear you better than they can hear me, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, this is um, uh, this is what I'm calling a uh, a uh, crossover, crossover event. event. Nice. Oh, oh don't, don't hit the mic. Um, so this is both the uh, Tick and Pluto Experience and the Ticket Root Podcast. What if Mike's an asshole? What? What if Mike deserves to be hit? Well, then hit him. Make him learn his lesson. Hit the mic. First of all, I would... name is Michelle. Oh, okay. Mic, right? I haven't named. We hit. We hit this one. I haven't so named my shot. microphone. I haven't named him yet. I'm not even sure if it's a him. Could be a her. And if it's a her, I better not hit her. Mine's trans. Fluid. So. <laughs> 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 from Mike to Michelle. Perhaps. So, uh, if you're listening to us on Sorry, the, um, you, if you're listening to us on the uh, Tig and and. Rue podcast, our special guest is Pluto. Hi. If you're listening to us on the <laughs> Tig and Pluto experience, our special guest is Rue. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> and if you're listening to us on the Rue and Pluto. Wait, wait. Try again. No. Then great. your special guest is Tig. <laughs> Woo! You guys don't have a show, but it's fine. But we will. It's fine. Oh. Uh, today, uh, we are talking about um, TikTok. No, we're not talking about TikTok. It's about time we do, though. No. no. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone. <laughs> it came out uh, last week. Last Friday. And yeah. uh, like total butt munches, these two decided to watch it in 24 hours. Yep. And, Obviously. And it took me a weekend because I, I, only, I can only do two episode bursts of any <laughs> show. Nice. Now where's mine? I don't know. Get yours in. I'll get mine in if you get yours in. <laughs> oh, come on. Ugh. I'm not going to say it. That's Never funny. mind. I'm, I'm not going to burp then. I'm not going to burp. Because I'm too much time waiting for you. I love how you said that you weren't going to say it, but you did. That's why I said Anyway. Anyway. Uh, oh. There it is. It needs to be better. So for context. <laughs> yes. For context, context, I had originally read the Shadow and Bone series. Right, okay, which is good because I'm going to need some answers. Can you give me a minute? No. I'm, I'm giving you a whole podcast. <laughs> okay, so there are three main series of the Shadow and Bone, like Grishaverse. It's called the Grishaverse, right? And I have read the second, the first spinoff, the second series, the first spinoff, Six of Pros, back in freshman year, like five years ago. That's when I had first gotten introduced to the Grishaverse series. I haven't actually read Shadow and Bone until my senior year. Okay. I did not know this was called the Grishaverse mm -hmm. until I actually looked up uh, who the author was. Lee Bardugo. So I was interested to know Seriously. who this person was and uh, what kind of other things this, this author may have written. So I, I thought it was very interesting to see that... Um, I think most of the reasons why the inspiration for these characters are very kind of Russian-esque right. and um, Cold War looking, you know, um, imagery and, and culture and clothing is because um, the author, if I read correctly, was actually born in Israel. Yes. And so there's a lot of Russian influences around that area for historical reasons that I'm not going to get into. But I thought it was a very interesting twist on what we normally see a fantasy influenced by um, England right. or Scottish lore. Like a classic Eurocentric. Yes. Trope. Yes. Because, you know, here in this country, we hear the word Russia and we want to go running and, and hiding. But there's, well, a, there's a lot of interesting. No, well, okay, fine. <laughs> I, okay, the, FB, the CIA will be at our door momentarily. Thank you. Mom and, momentarily. Just because I want to go to Russia. I, well. Wow. The silence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he truly had nothing to say. 
anyhow. <laughs> so um, yeah, so that's that's what I did, and that's where I found out that the the dark fold, which we'll talk about. It's just called shadow fold. Also called the shadow fold. Okay, the dark shadow fold. That's what I'm going to call it. Um, the reasons why she decided to, to create something like that. So right. So there, are, there's, there's a lot. There is a lot. I don't know how we're going to fit this all into lesson. Well, we don't have time to unpack all of that, except we do. So, um, we major, we major spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the show, you're going to want to turn back now. If you've read yeah. the book, then nothing's really going to surprise you. But if you haven't seen the show, uh, turn back now and go watch it before you listen to this podcast, because we're going to get into stuff. So... It now, really censor as in like spoiler content because Pluto really wants to read the series and they started reading the series because I, I obviously bought the next edition of Shadow and Bone because I can't contain myself in the Barnes and Nobles. But I bought it for mm, Pluto and they've started. <laughs> Shut up. Ben Barnes is noble. Listen, Ben <laughs> Barnes. Don't get me distracted. But I really have to censor my spoilers because I like talking about things so much. Well, they shouldn't be listening if they haven't seen it. They're so if you're talking about spoilers beyond the, the show. I'm talking about the books. So, yeah, we might want to stay away from that. Although I do yeah. have questions that may not be explained clearly in the show that only right. the books do or the books will explain later. Because um, I did not realize at first that the story takes place in two different parts uh, two, um, on both sides of the fold. I didn't catch that at first. In what way? Because there were indications. Well, yeah, but I wasn't paying attention to visual well, I details. Guess, I guess they never showed you them. So out. I didn't know that um, Kaz, right. Jesper, Anej. I didn't realize that they were on one side of the fold and then Alina and right. Kerrigan were on the other side. Originally, there. Wait, I'm trying to think. What side of the fold were they going to? They were going to. The Royal Creebers for the first time. The names confuse me, so I don't. I don't even know. Um, I don't I even know the names of the. I can show you a map, but um, I think they were originally in West Rock, going to Novo Creebers. So I think originally they were on the same side of the fold, but. Um, then everything happened. So, well, when they first crossed over, they went to go get Alina, who was on east. Yeah, the east side of the fold, and then when they crossed, oh, and then so they were trying to cross back, about right? That's what I was talking about. Oh, I thought they were on the east. Yes. Okay, because they never crossed in the fold the first time. Well, they never finished crossing, but they ended up on the same side. I'm yeah. thinking. I don't remember much. I read all of Shadow and Bone in, like, two months. So it was just one book after another for me. But it's details. So, yeah, it didn't it didn't occur to me until um, Kaz was about to cross over to the other side with, right. with everybody. And the... The um, I guess the leader of West Rafka was they, making a speech. They were crossing to Nova Creebers because Nova Creebers is on the east side of the fold, and they would have had to cross over it's on to the get, west to get what? Nova Creebers is on the west. I remember because I was looking at the map like yesterday. I thought Nova Creebers was on the east. No, I'm just gonna stop talking. Is on the east. Well, I mean that's. I mean, I think that's part of the confusion. If if you're really not paying attention to what people are wearing, and mm -hmm. that's the first clue, um, then what? you don't... What do you mean what people are wearing? Like the Grisha orders? Well, no, not the Grisha orders, but what... Just the overall theme? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. Um, because naturally what happens is when you have borders and, and crossings over generations of separation, they start to have slight differences. If right. you're supposed to be relatively close to each other, or they'll have extreme differences, kind of like East Berlin and West Berlin. Did I lose you there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's just move on then, shall we? Wait, so wait, what are your questions? <laughs> okay. So. Please don't do that. 
what the heck what 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 does Cass re- what is he really after? I can't tell you. So I'll he wants he wants the money is what is the what was the motivating factor up to a point. Right. So, so hired to do a job really to beat we might, uh, we might want to start with summarizing the, the plot of Shadow of Bone. No. Okay. They don't need to know the plot. <clears throat> they just need to hear our beautiful well, voices. Well, for me, um, I have, I'm have i probably on like chapter 8 or chapter 9 of Shadow and Bone, and I have not even seen the word Kaz Breaker. Okay. Because it doesn't exist until the second series. Six yeah. Years. All right, Rue. So, I don't know. I think you need to explain uh, so just, the plot just real a quick. Little, just a little overview. So there are, in this world, there are people called the Grisha. They can summon the elements or they can basically change a person's heart rate or anything like that. It's called the small science. It's not exactly magic. It's called the small science. They can manipulate the things around them, right? So there are three orders. There's the corporal key, there's the ethereal key, and there's the material key. And basically things that don't exist within the ethereal key are shadow summoners and light summoners. But there are shadow summoners who are very rare. It's one ancestral <laughs> Got it. It's just one family tree, basically. You moved the entire family. If you're not a part of that family, you don't have shadow summoning powers at all, right? But there's a prophecy about the sun summoner. So we haven't seen anyone in the entire history of Ravka, which is the main country it takes place in, who can summon light. Now there's this fold. It's literally this huge tear in Ravka, splitting it into the west and main Ravka, who some people call the old country or some shit like that. Um, it's literally this place of darkness. And within it, you can't make a sound, you can't make any light, because Volcra will come and eat you. They're huge monsters that rely on, like, echolocation, but also, I don't understand how they sense light. But they're like bats, it makes... I mean, it makes sense, <clears throat> in a way, but... Well, probably, if they're lighting lanterns with fire... They could smell the smoke. Probably. Because they have a really good sense of smell. I'm not sure. Also, they can are... you move the bed back? You just moved it entirely, trying to grab yeah, the it's... Oh my gosh. Anyways, so, <laughs> within the first army, which are the regular humans in the regular army for Ravka, there's Alina, a cartographer, and Mal, her childhood best friend. They have to go across the fold to Oh, get... childhood best friend. What did you think that's I thought you said her chocolate best friend. I'm like, that's just weird. Should be me. Oh. Wow. Okay. Should be me. I should be the chocolate best friend. Moving on. They have to go across the fold to get supplies for, you know, the first army. The second army consists of the Grisha. Just for context. But when they go into the fold, they get attacked. And that's when Alina finds out she can summon the sun. Right. So she is a part of this age-old prophecy that she doesn't want to be a part of because she's... She doesn't want to be different, basically. She doesn't want to be taken away from Mal. Now, in the show, they changed this context to Alina being Shu, which is the Asian equivalent country. So there are several other layers of why she doesn't want anything to change, why she wants to blend in. But she's taken to Ravka, and she has to figure out how to become this person that she never expected nor wanted to be, and finding out that she can summon the sun, and she's everyone's hope in destroying the fold which is this huge swath of darkness now that um that it i mean that is the the really main focus of the show so far right because now that you have this prophecy that is that has come to reality finally um or what they think is the prophecy finally coming that um, now everyone is after her because she can either there it is she can either <laughs> save the world or i guess no, just save it. Just save the world. So so there's people who want her to save it, or there's people who don't, I guess. It's not really save the world. It's more so destroy the fold, which is more so terrifying Ravka than anyone else. Yes, until you get to the major spoiler at the end. Which is the Darkling, the one main Grisha who can summon shadows, right, within his family ancestry, the Darkling. It's discovered that he doesn't want Alina to destroy the fold. He wants her power to increase it right. <clears throat> and stop the oncoming war from Fierda. Right. Because it's one of those stories where both sides are right as to why they're in conflict with the other side. Right. And so you're going to start questioning who is good and who is bad and 
who which culture is probably i guess either the lesser of two evils at this point right because there's 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 all kinds of layers there's a revolution there is um, fear of the uh, the Grisha, and there's the Grisha who don't want to be persecuted, right. and and but there's also Grisha who are uh, threatening, like the Darkling, and so it's just this it's constant just layering of, of yeah, who's good, who's bad, but the both sides are justified. Now it's just a matter of how that's going to play out, so, I think. With Six of Crows, how they implemented it into the show. It's this group of six, essentially teenagers. They're all teenagers, right? But um, they live in Kerch and Ketterdam, which is basically like the America equivalent, but like down in the gutter. It's the worst place ever. I don't know why people love it, but it's like a basic capitalist country. So these six characters all band together and they have to form a heist. Now, out of the three characters in Six of Crows, they take Kaz, Inej, and Jesper, and they make a backstory out of them to fit them into Shadow and Bone. So their main storyline has nothing to do with Alina in the books. So they created this entire storyline to blend them together. Okay. So that's why a lot of people love it so much, because they took characters that everyone loves, and they created this entire new context for them. I like it because it's, it's taking three stories, really, and by the time you get to the end of the series, those three stories begin to merge. Because three stories in which context? Well, you have the Grisha Hunter. I'm going to call him right. That. Yeah. And um, his name's Matthias. Matthias and um, Lena. Lena. Nina. 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 Um, so you have that, which has nothing to do with the rest of the story at all. Not yet. And uh, so by the time you get to the end. Even though, even though you know early on that this is the heart render that they were originally supposed to uh, get together with Kaz and Jesper. Right. And Anish. 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 Because um, you, you go, they go, do they cross? They don't cross. They go to find wh where she is because so, they need her so they can cross with her. Right. And she ends up uh, be disappearing. Uh, kidnapped by the uh, Grisha hunters, whatever they're called. So they're from Fierda. They're called the Druskela. Sure, sure. Okay. And so, uh, so you follow her <laughs> as to what happens to her because also Kerrigan was is looking for her too. Now, yes, because she's a spy. She's that a spy works for the Second Army, right. which the Darkling General Kerrigan commands. So um, you see what happens to her in her journey with Matthias. Right. And then by the time um, that whole story wraps up, she ends up where everyone is at, even though they don't know that it's her and she doesn't know that it's them. It's essentially their meeting point. Right. Six of Crows. Yeah, I see it. Right. It's kind of like when you watch Game of Thrones and you're waiting for certain mm -hmm. characters to cross and meet. And then they just slightly miss the mark. And then, and then they meet like seven seasons later and then, and then the character dies. Even though they were all in the same spot. Like they're waiting for all of the... Fuck, what are they called? Oh, now I gotta put explicit on here. Thanks a lot. Sorry, shit. Oh, dang it. You're waiting for like Jon Snow to meet up with Arya. The Starks. You're right. waiting for all the Stark children to like... Be together because they haven't been together since, right? Especially because Arya was like so close to being with Rob or something. Right, and the last time they were all together and was then, bam, the red wedding was the first episode. Also, it was awesome when I first saw Nina. I thought it was Amelia Clark for a split second. For I did. I was like, huh? I, I thought, thought she was. I thought she was somebody else, but I couldn't. I I don't remember who I thought she was at first. I love her. I think her name's Danielle. I love her. I don't know. She's fantastic. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't know. So, now that the precursor is out of the way, your first question was, what does Kaz want? Yes. So... What is he after? Basically, Kruger. Just a shit ton of money. Yeah, but I'm getting the sense he's after something else. Because he is. I just can't tell you. Oh, man! So, I will tell you that his backstory started with him losing everything as a child. That sounds right. Most people who usually end up 
somewhat honorable and owning clubs tend to crave what they he owns a club right none of that makes sense so he owns it makes sense he owns a share in the crow club he owns part of it right but he might stop what was stop that? that stop that was stop gross. that um now what so, stop okay so his backstory includes him losing everything as a small child and him being increasingly incredibly wronged so his plot is revenge basically okay so revenge and money that's his main motivator you know whose plot sucks Ooh. Mouse. Yeah. I um, this this whole um his 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 entire existence throughout the series is just to get back to Alina. Yeah. Even though she she does the same thing. That's how it is in the books. But well. with him, they're all the decisions he makes, whether they're right or wrong, is just so he can be near her. Mm-hmm. Like being thrown in the brig for no reason because she's in the brig. Yeah. They've been separated before, so what is what is his what is his deal? Um, like, how long was the last time they saw each other before the first episode? Because his friends were like, "Oh, so this is the oh, friend oh, you've been talking well, about." In the books, it, in the books, so they seem like that they never separated. Yeah, but in the That's show, what it seemed like in the right. but in the show, was. you you get the sense that they have been because. Okay, so let me just say this right now. Alina's a cartographer, right? Mal is an actual soldier tracker, right? So they have two different command units, exactly. So he had to go to training, right? She does something completely different because she she just draws, draws maps. maps. So so, so the, the likelihood the of them being he went through base training with friends. So the likelihood of them ever being together on missions would be minimal. Minimal, right? So the when he finds reason... out that she's in the brig and he just wants to be in the brig and he just happens to be in the next cell it's like what kind of crap is that that's just a need to be next to someone while they're like what's the word in solitude okay because you know the quartermaster it's probably like, said some sort of slur to her it's kind of so like this thing like, where you're like in high school and your friend got detention but you were supposed to hang out that day so you're like shit now i need to get in detention it's kind of that but their entire lives have revolved around each other because I get they had that. nothing else. So I get that. But that it's is just, how it is in the books, but I will say that I love them so much. It's I love them so much. It's a much. character flaw that is just um, annoying. Yes, and that's kind of how it's uh, it's kind of how it's supposed to be. Okay. For reasons. And the fact that he can't really go off and do stuff without being stabbed. Yeah, poor guy. I don't know how he's alive. He, he got gets... hit every episode. Every episode, he stabbed. It was a new injury. It was incredible. He should be dead. He broke well, his leg. Then, then again, it was over a course of like months, and they do have heart renders, but yeah, because you know they said, "Oh, it's been like months that you that I've never gotten a letter." So, so in reality, it was probably about maybe every other week, which is still bad. Speaking, every other week, speaking of heart renders, I I think. Yeah. There's a lot of things about the the Grisha that are that are just absolutely cool, and I want to talk about a couple of those things. But uh, let's take a quick break first, okay? And then we'll we'll get into the uh, the Grisha talk. Sounds good. <laughs> Don't gross stop right now. Stop. I will kick you in the shin. No. Yes. I, I if my if shin. you do it again, I'm gonna kick you in the shin. No violence during this podcast, please. Oh, but I can say fuck. No. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, <laughs> listen here, Missy. Just saying. All right, let's talk about Grisha's. <laughs> okay, welcome back, people. Hi. Let's talk about Grisha's because there there are some <laughs> interesting things I like about it because there's really nothing that they do. That is super super original, but what they how they use it, <sighs> <Quite cute. laughs> how they how they show their powers and how they're being used, I I think is unique. Right. Such as so, the such as the the makeup and the and what they call some of the the talents that right. they like the tailor. Yeah, is, I don't. It's the it's like makeup and. So is a tailor like a um. A heart render ish, but okay. like a more specific thing. Okay. Okay. So technically, 
in the Corporoki, the Order of the Living and the Dead, that's what it's called, there are only two officially recognized. Jenya is just special, and she kind of created her own. Okay. So she is a tailor, which is extremely rare. She's the only one that I have seen so far. Uh, I lied. No, I think in the second book you come across another one. Okay. But Taylor is basically just messing with appearance. It's surface. Right. So there's nothing essentially... Right, like was she Like Heartbender about it? Like was she changed Marie's appearance to look like Elena? Yes, exactly that. So she messes with the surface area. She doesn't do heart rate or anything like that. She's her own type of Grisha. It's just not officially recognized. Okay. Because one, it's incredibly rare. Two, it's crafted. So each Grisha belongs to a... An order. Corporal. Or not corporal. An order. An order. An order that are, at least on the show, is represented by different colors. Yes. There's red. Those are usually... Are those the heart renders? Those are the corporal key. The heart renders, the healers. Okay. Just not... Excuse me. Yeah, just not tailors. Yeah, because red with black, those are heart renders. I just don't know what healers were. So it's a two-color system. Oh, my God. There's the primary color, then the, then the accenting color, like yes. the red and then the black. Mm-hmm. So let's just stick with solid colors for now. So red is corporal key. Blue. Blue is ethereal key. And that's like air? Elements. 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 Okay. Um, purple. That's the material key. Those, Those are, like, are the alchemy or alchemy. I guess that's what they fucking call. But it. they, but they also make stuff too, jurists. right? Yes. Yeah. So there's the alchemy, the jurists, and then there's the fabricators. Fabricators. Wait, that's I the thought, word. Wait, I thought there were only two. Yeah, there's only two. You messed me up. The jurists and the fabricators. I like fabricators. Yes. I think that's cool. Jurists mess with the chemical construct. Although I'm not sure exactly. Let me go grab my book. You're... No, never okay, mind. I just uh, have it here. I'm not really sure what fabricators okay, so... do magic wise. It, on, it just seems like they're just really creative okay. and creating Bruce stuff out of the elements. Uh, or okay, so duress, they're like the metal kind. Um, and then there's also the alchemy, which is like the poisons and the chemicals. Those together make up uh, fabricators. Right. It's just like a nickname. So they just they mix the two. So it's like, it's like someone who's a carpenter and knows magic can imbue. An item with like like the gloves. You can make the gloves and they have magical elements to it. Right. So material key. It's the dursts and the alchemy. Okay. It's just called the order of fabricators. Is there one more color? Well, besides no. black. That's no, there is not another. That, yeah, but black is just summer. black is just his color, right? Black is just the darkling or shadow summers. So okay. he wanted Alina to wear black because it was a symbol of power. Okay, so what about white? They're well they're, white, they're just servants. White is genya specific because well, she's generally, not. Like because she's more so of a servant. She's not officially recognized as a Grisha because when she was 11, the Darkling quote unquote gifted her to the queen. Okay. Out of specifically vain reasons. It was just so the queen could always look good. She was basically the queen's puppy. Okay. So first hand servant, basically handmaiden whatever except yeah. she was never respected and she was never treated as a person she was seen as beneath everyone was there a green no no was there any other color no no it's just those three what i think there was four it probably felt right yeah four elements four three colors. three feels weird other than the it's black kind of like the same thing with three primary colors existing like other red, than yellow, the black blue. other than the black and a white I, I everyone thought there was another one. everyone who does like four power team ups? They always have red, yellow, blue, and green. Right. Even though green is a combination of yellow and blue, it's kind of just feels right. Yeah, I think they replaced the green with the purple. It's probably what they did because purple is usually not a color that. Um, it's not no. Because it's not love a, the color. Because it's not a primary color. It's a blending of right of red and blue. Right. So. I like it. Which I guess that makes sense because. I mean, if I if I were to reference Star Trek, it's really just three colors, red, blue, and gold. Sure. Primary colors. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm digging the story so far. It's really good. You have no idea. I mean, all the characters are pretty solid. Oh my god! Wait, I don't think you meet Nikolai. I don't think there's. Ah. I don't think there's really a character I don't like. 
Mao is probably the closest person that I, I can I can live without in that story. I think it's only because his story is only getting Matthias. started. I can't stand Matthias. Well, I can understand Matthias because I can see where that story is going. Right, but like from a book context, from what I know, I can't stand Matthias. Okay, that makes sense. I can't. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to pop in this question that I've already asked you both before, but if you were a Grisha, what would you like to be? So I'm a Zoyakin. A what? We've talked about this. Who, I am, who did? We've talked. We've oh, told who's who's we? Okay, I'm just, at Natives, we've told you so many times what a kin is. Oh. Zoya is a person. Oh, I thought it was. So I, she's I, the squall. I miss. I misheard because I thought that was just one word. I'm a Zoe kid. <laughs> just wanted to let you know. So who's a Zori? <laughs> Zoya. 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 Oh, that's the that's the that's the Smaller. one of the blue, right? Yes. So she is somewhat, but not exactly the second hand of the darkling. She likes to think she is, but she, right. she's not. which is why she's jealous. Right. Also, I would just like to say disclaimer in the books, she did not seduce the darkling. She did not sleep with him. That was disgusting. Well, she's been at the little palace since she was nine years old. I think the it's Darkling just. Darkling practically raised her. I, I think it's just to add some extra character conflict. It is. And some motivation as to why she would be. Not... But I should also say that Darkling has this draw of power to him. Like as a base, Grisha crave power. They can't. They have to have a drive towards power. It's like in their butt. It's. Okay. Very big. So the Darkling, because he's so powerful, Grisha are naturally drawn towards him. So it makes it very easy for him to manipulate people. Okay. So Zoya thinking she means a lot more than she does, that's canon. That's agreeable. But she did not sleep with him. Okay. So I just wanted to make that known. But I am a Zoya kin, and she's a squalor. In my heart, I'm a tide maker because I love anything water element. But I took the Grishaverse quiz, and it told me I was a squalor. There's a Grishaverse quiz? I need to take this quiz. Yeah, there I need to take several. this quiz, too, I there, guess. There are several. Because so I'm not akin to anything. We know. That you. you know of. Well. But I'm a squalor. So I manipulate wind, and I can generate storms. I can manipulate wind. So, no, don't. All don't, I need. Don't what? break wind. You just need some. Beans. No, beans don't beans. do it for me. Beans don't Me do and it the for boys me. looking for beans. So I should say later on, Zoya, as she gains power, she calls she gets called the Storm Witch, and I fucking love her so much. I love her. I she says it once, and then she just doesn't care to censor the other ones. But it doesn't matter. It's just, I don't care. It's, it's explicit from now on. But I would like to take a Grishaverse test because I don't know. Do it right now. Back onto the living room. I did, I, I didn't think I needed. Well, if, if don't do it for if, me. If I had to choose, <laughs> don't do it for me. First of all, I would actually need to know more because I'm not sure if I was a Grisha, what would I be? Because okay. right now, I think, I, I think heartrending is pretty useful, pretty cool, especially, you know, as a lie detector. Um, mm -hmm. But also, the way in Kerrigan's backstory, whatever his real name is, besides Alexander, um, when he's fighting in 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 battle potentially and taking arrows in the chest, he pulls them out, he gets healed, gets stitched up like yeah. right away. I think oh. that's kind of cool that that is their. Well, I figured we would do it after because we don't have time to go through it. I, oh. I thought that was cool that that's their natural natural strategy where she just, you know, you hides in the house. Yeah, I would like to. Like, even though I know that the Darkling is, his family's the only ones that can summon shadows, I'd like to have that power. So here's another. I know it probably wouldn't. Here's another random question. No. And um, I think I know what the answer to this is, but not really. I mean, I can only guess from a writer's perspective, not from a fan perspective and what anyway, the story anyway, is. Anyway. Um, so Kerrigan's mother. Vera. How is she still alive? So the Grisha live an unexpectedly long amount of time. Okay, but the, the Darkling... They used their power. The Darkling was assumed to have been dead long ago and created the fold. So. And we find out that's not the case. So Grisha live 
an extremely long amount of time, right? Apparently. Right. Unless so, like the more they use the power, the more they're elevated. Like they start glowing, like their skin's clear, their hair is fantastic. Okay. It's just a thing. So the Darkling, because he's extremely powerful, he's lived an extremely long time. So that would make his same mother thing, powerful. Same thing with Bagra. Okay. She is incredibly important to the plot line that we find revealed. I can I see that. Too much. I can't say too much. I can see that. So the Darkling, however long he's lived, obviously Bagra's lived a much longer time. So... Yes, she's powerful, but the Darkling has actually faked his death several times. He's gone under different names. He that I understood because his mother told him to change his name to something more no. higher in status. Right. Basically steal an identity. Right. Hide among them, really. Right. <clears throat> but I also liked I I like when he I like what he said was since I don't have an army to fight you I'll just take yours. Yeah. I did I did like that. Yeah. But um, I will say that the fold was actually an accident. Yes. From what I understand um in the books I haven't read the anthologies. Well, from the very beginning they told you the fold was accidentally created and then they showed you seven right. six episodes later that it was accidentally created and the dark lane has spent much of his time trying to bring it down but can't well that's what we were told that's what he tells that's me. what we're told that's what we're led to believe right that that's what that's what kerrigan says right because right. we learn everything about the darkling through him i think because we're only allowed to know what other, he tells us right so i'm trying to think it's kind of contradicted later in the series like in the show yeah when uh, alina's like the fold was no accident. You did that on purpose. Well, I, I think I think the reason why he tells that story is so that he can gain people's trust since he is a shadow. Basically, yeah. Shadow summoner. summoner. Right. So it's kind of like don't judge all shadow summoners because the original Dark Lane accidentally created it and has been, been trying to bring trying it down to ever dig since. Out of that hole for yeah. Literally hundreds of years. Yeah, just to buy his time until he can get more powerful. Right. Or if the Sun Summoner actually does. He's been waiting for her, basically. Yeah. Because all he's been doing is accumulating power, but it's not enough. Because the last time he tried to go a different route, he created the Fold, which split Ravka in two. When all he was trying to do was... Protect himself and other Grisha. Protect Grisha and fix Ravka. Because several things, but... Several things in the backstory we don't know yet. Right. From from a TV perspective. Yeah. But yeah. he really does care about Grisha, and he does care about the, the Ravka. And this is why I, I think Kerrigan is such an understandable character and justifiable what he's doing. Um, not just, Well, not justified, but... Later on, you find it much harder to justify. You can understand where he's coming from. It doesn't justify his actions. So, you know, any any culture, also, any, any race that's... I've for so long, I'm like thinking it through. Yeah, Making fair. sure that I'm staying true to myself. I'm going to call it, I think, Inferno. I think... Actually, wait, maybe Heart first. Render. I don't know the, the technical names. What's an Inferno? The Heart Renders? Inferno is fire. Flame. Fire Summoner. And they're wearing red like Heart Renders. No. No. They're blue, they blue with, with red, red accents. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so confusing. All ethereal key who summon the elements wear blue. You just want it to be red. Well, cause it, cause because of fire. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But they have red embroidery on their keftas. Okay. Their blue keftas. Okay. I think we need a visual dictionary <laughs> of what all these mean. Just Google mean. it. Uh, okay. Just Google it. Not right now, but okay. Anyways, what were we talking about? Um, well, I, you can understand the reasoning, but you, the justification becomes problematic once you figure out what he's really doing. He believes the ends justify the means. So like any culture that gets persecuted and wants to protect themselves, you can see where the hatred comes from. Right. But then how he goes about it. And he sees it. When, when you find out he's been lying about why he wants the Sun Summoner. The way he sees it, he's been playing it safe for hundreds of years. 
instead of outright protecting his own. So that's why he wanted to expand. Well, that's what got him in trouble in the first place. He was he was training Grisha. So he played it safe until he saw Alina. Yeah. But his goal was to expand the fold, but only to show that he could control it. That's why he needed the Sun Summoner because she can quote unquote destroy the fold, so she can she can so contract it. In in theory, then. If he can show that he can control it, then he can get rid of it whenever he wants to. Not but, only but, that, but, but everyone everyone would have to be at his mercy. Exactly. Because he can either bring it back or he could expand it instead of Exactly. Gotcha. That's it. Gotcha. Point. So with Firda, who have the Driscala, which are the basically government means of hunting down Grisha, they're bordering war with Fierda. So he's saying, Hey, Tell Fierda, tell the Shuhan, tell Kirch, tell Novizem, don't fuck with us. This can happen. So it's a huge threat to the entire world saying, I'm tired of all this war against our borders. Yeah. Stop messing with us. Hmm. Very interesting. So that was his goal until he messed it up. So let's talk about favorite characters so far. Oh my God. They're all fantastic. Well, not all fantastic. I have a problem with Mal. But uh, Jasper's Jesper. Jesper's pretty cool. In the books, my favorite is obviously Zoya. In the show, my favorite's Alina. I think Jesper is a very interesting character because... Um, when he's, he's just, gay. Well, okay, sure. He's bisexual, canonically. But also, he's funny. He's a sharpshooter. Yeah. He he's he's got a bit of a gambling problem. Yeah. Um. Such a big gambling. But problem. I just love that gunslinger look he's got. Yeah. Yeah. It's very awesome. And Kaz, it took me a while to warm up to Kaz. At first, I didn't like the actor who played Kaz, but then I warmed up to him. Yeah, especially when um, his voice was a lot higher than I wanted. Especially when you you think he's a you think he's a dirtbag, just the way he looks, the way he moves. You think he's an asshole. And the, the way he's introduced when he puts that king on Jesper's hand when Jesper was um, gambling. Yep. Don't you have work to do? Um, but, but also when he called that woman in, when he called that woman in to count the money. When he called the woman in to count the money and discover that you know she she's been lying as to where she's from. He didn't discover. He knew. Well. Discovery and knowing are kind of the same thing, and so, well, eh, man, um, but I, yeah. but I thought, oh, this, I was like, oh, this so guy, true, this yeah. guy's been around the block. He's he's clever. You have he's, no idea. He's you really know. clever. So that what got me thinking. What no what idea. is this really? What is this guy really after? Other than trying I to beat Picker Rollins? Damn. Told you. I was. Told you. Out. Told you you were going to be a heart render. Let's see what it says. How long is that quiz? It says you're a heart render. <laughs> Heartrenders are members of the Corporalki, the Order of the Living and the Dead. A Heartrender can kill or maim without ever laying a finger on their victim. Ooh. The test takes like 10 It's minutes. a podcast for weird noises, I guess. I guess. How many questions were there? Like 15. 15. That's too long. You want me to double check? I'll, I'll, check. I'll take I mean, mine the later. The reason why it took so long was because I was like. <laughs> So I think Jesper so far is probably my favorite. And then um, um, Nina. I like Nina. Yeah. I love Nina. Yeah, like one of the questions on the test was saying like, which say, or which of the six of crows do you like relate to most? And I watch, I don't know. I relate to Inej the most. Why is it called six of crows? Because they're six. Of who? Like who's the six? It's the crow club. That's why they're called crows. But um, are there are there six crow clubs? No, but there are six of the crows who go on the heist in Six of Crows. Okay, so, so which ones are there? Because one of them is dead, so he probably wasn't a crow. Well, what the conductor? Oh no, he's, no, no, he's no, not no, he's not. Yeah, he's not a crow. So I want you to guess. I thought you said no, he's not dead. It's like yeah, he's dead. We see five of the crows in the show. Okay, Jesper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kaz. Yes. Uh-huh. Anish. Yep. yep. Alina? No, no. Nina? Yes. How many did I name? Four? Four. Um, Milo? No, no, I wish. The goat. God, that would be I awesome. I wish the goat. That would be back. awesome. Um, who else joins them? Matthias? Yes. 
One more. Fucking Matthias. No, you don't see him in the show. Oh, you yeah. wouldn't know him at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But his name is Wylan. Wow. <laughs> okay. That was that was not the reaction I was I supposed was, to say. I, I just want to make this clear. Remember in the first episode, I was supposed Cass... to say something else, but while came... oh, no, let me speak. No. Remember in the first episode when Kaz was like, "I've got a job," and Desper's like, "We need a demo man," and Kaz was like, "You always want a demo man." Wyland is the demo man. Okay. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Also, when you first said Wyland. Like, even though I saw his name, because, you know, he's on the test, I thought he said YN, and I was like, oh, no. Ah, that is self-insert. What? What? We're not talking about that. What? We're not going to talk I'll about I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. I don't know why people have this cursed knowledge. Talk about it. But well, anyway, uh, if you made it this far into the podcast and you why? haven't seen Shadow and Bone, yeah, Why? Uh, we almost had Michelle. a yeah. We almost had a technical a spillage here. Killed Michelle. Oh man! First you hit her, and now She's you're gonna. Fine. Do you want to die? No, no. Uh, I thought you were saying that to Michelle. <laughs> I was like, hello. I'm immortal. I can't die. So yeah, uh, you can. Like I said, if you haven't, if you haven't, I've convinced my friends I'm God. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that kind of what I do? Yeah, except I... Um, but here's um, the thing. You don't have to. That's why I say it to everyone. Oh! It's not really a rose. He himself says that he doesn't have friends. Oh! He, he doesn't care to make friends. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Who could do X2? Uh, Anyways. Top two, So watch it if you haven't seen it. Please, it's... So ah! good. It's so good. But like I, like we said, we don't understand why you're Netflix. still listening to us if Just you haven't seen it. Make me a media campaign for Six of Crows uh, channel, but I'll do it. I'll do it without money. I don't need compensation. Just let Yeah, me. you do. Uh, shut. Anyways, I'm in love we'll with We'll negotiate Jenya. that later. Okay. Yeah, I love that woman. I'm in love with most of the cast from oh. Shadow and Bone. Okay. No. So most of the characters. Underrated favorite, David. <laughs> He's my, I love I, that scene. You can't see it, but he, I'm my finger. I was actually surprised that he has he didn't really do much in terms of being highly involved in the story, other than kind of just being in the background, just being made, being in the coach and making the gloves and all that. I thought he was going to be more prominently. He is lighter because he is the one purple that we see most. The the fabricator, um, we don't, we didn't get to see much of what he can actually do. Right. But you know, there was only eight episodes, so you know, you kind of have to. You know, you don't have to. You, you, yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, Pluto. Yes, Pluto. That's it. That's all I wanted to do. Okay. I love that scene. It's one of my favorite scenes. Also, the book he was reading in the carriage was Shadow and Bone. So you tell me. It's incredible. I think that's. I think that's clever to I do that. I want that edition desperately. I want that edition of Shadow and Bone. The one that was held. Well, you know, I was I was thinking in it Sorry, and it's Friday. it probably have, is I this. Have, I have the edition of uh the Ilya Sanctia. Whoa. Whoa. How did I just say the Historia Sanctia, which is the Lives of Saints, the book that the apparat gave to Alina. I have that book. So I was thinking, um, you know, it would be cool if the reason why the book made an appearance in the show is because in that world they have a book of prophecies called Shadow and Bone. Probably not. I just think it's fun. No, yeah. I mean, I think it would be clever. I mean, if that's if that's what it was. I just think it's funny. So maybe maybe Lee did not think on that level. Maybe she did. Who knows? Well, there's not so much a book of prophecies. There's just the Astoria Sanctia. There's got to be a book of prophecies. Every every culture has a book of prophecies somewhere. Wow. You think people just memorize these things and don't write them down? Yeah. Then why is there's that, only one prophecy? Then why is that creeper priest have a whole bunch of books of lore and magic and stuff? That was just in the library. It's just a library, dude. Exactly. You keep this stuff in a library. Not prophecy. Not a widely known prophecy that everyone knows about because there's only one prophecy. Ugh. Fine. That was just a book of history about that one person that yeah, read all the research. The bone collector. Is that what they called him? Huh? Bone crusher. Bone. Stealer, bone maker, bone. Oh, we're talking about Sancta Ilya? 
I guess. Ilya Morozova? I, I don't know. Yeah, I think they call him the Bone Collector. There's so many different, there's so many names I can't the even The one keep track. guy, the one guy that they show you in the book. Yes. Yeah. The I one guy the that made collector. different animals out of his bones. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The bones. Okay, that's a good place <laughs> to stop, I guess. Ilya Morozova. Yeah, thank you for means... listening to this very special crossover event episode of the Love Tig and Plue experience and the Tig and Plue broadcast. Tig and Plue. Woo, man. Tig and shit. That's a different no. no. <laughs> Tig and shit. Tig and no, shit. maybe they thought I meant Winnie the Pooh or something. No. I think there's copyright problems with that one. Uh, like, subscribe to both podcasts. Um, although, although uh, the Tig and Rue podcast no, will be not. on hiatus for a while. No, she's not. And um, feel free to like, subscribe to the Tig and Pluto experience, and um, we will. We will what, Pluto? Talk to you when you listen later. We will talk to you when we listen no. to you. We, we will talk, we'll talk to, to you when you listen later. listen later. Talk to you when you listen later. That's a, That's going to be our sign talk up. We're working on that. Right. I'll be here or something God. like that. What? Talk to you. I'll be here. Talk to you when you listen later. Just tank up. Just turn it off. I'm, I'm going to turn it off as soon as we say it right. Talk to you when you listen later. Okay, well. Okay, bye. bye. No, talk to you when you listen don't later. Don't say That's bye. You cannot say bye. That is the sign off. Because the sign off is talk we'll talk to you, when, we'll you, talk to you when you listen later. And if you ruin it by saying bye, like I've done the last two podcasts, we have to keep saying the sign off until I just I just yeah, stop talk recording. Talk to you when you listen later. Like I have to say it. Talk to you when you listen. You can later. say it. We'll talk to you when we talk See, to you when you listen later. See, it's not that easy, is it? We'll talk to you when you listen later.